0: The Copcast, 12 Days of Cop. I'm presenter and journalist Peg Alexander. Let's talk about climate anxiety on this episode of the podcast. I I don't imagine there's anybody probably who's been listening to these podcasts who isn't really in one shape or form feeling serious climate anxiety or eco distress I mean I I just don't think it's possible you know um, because this is so scary and it's so big we've got someone though who's going to help us kind of think that through a little bit Rhiannon Hawkins uh, is a youth advocate at the Royal College of Psychiatry she's a geography student and you've been doing loads of work on this issue of eco distress haven't you Rhiannon?
1: Yeah, so I've been working on eco distress and eco distress related research for the past two years um, with the Royal College. Um, Lots of work involved with helping the college declare a climate emergency to writing articles with The Guardian and doing podcasts, educational podcasts for psychiatrists to help them understand young people's perspectives on climate change and how they can integrate nature-based and indigenous solutions into their clinical practice that's what wow. we've done
0: amazing stuff that you're doing there so you know i mean where where it's impossible to say where are young people up to because you know that's like saying where are people up to isn't it but how how real is climate anxiety eco distress for a lot of young people are, are people sitting there thinking i don't know whether there's a world for me by the time i hit my middle ages
1: It's a very real problem, a very real problem. And I don't think people beyond the age of 30 recognise that. A lot of Mm -hmm. young people I've worked with and young people which I've sat on panels with or done workshops with, where I've led workshops, really, really struggle to see beyond that image. And even students which I study with at the moment like, people are struggling to choose careers which are environmentally friendly. There's a massive conscience on the fact, like, we don't want to go into certain jobs because they're terrible for the environment. We're yeah. not sure to have children because they're terrible for the environment. We don't want to eat meat anymore because it's terrible for the environment. And, like, some, some of my friends and personal experiences, even of my own in the past, like, I would, like, often have struggle and worry about climate. But now I see worrying about climate is a massive part it is a massive part of my life but I don't allow that to overtake me because I know that we have to climate change is not an individual problem Mm -hmm. thing is we have you can't face this alone and you must be willing to talk about how you feel and what you think about is what is going on And do read about stuff. I know it is pessimistic and really, really negative. And a lot of young people which I speak to and organizations which I work with and we work with in the past of the Royal College, such as climate optimism, often discuss about pessimism within the press. That Mm -hmm. doesn't help. That often perpetuates the anxiety. So it is a massive problem. And I think young people need to realize that they're not going through this on their own that there are adults, there are other young people, and there are clinicians, such as psychiatrists, willing to support you. You're not going through this alone.
0: I think it, I mean, I, I can't imagine how it is, right, if you're in your early 20s or whatever. I genuinely can't. I'm in my early 50s, and I've hit the point of thinking, well, I'm not, do I worry too much about my pension because is there really going to be a world there anyway? I mean, that's... You know and I can't I just can't imagine how it must feel to be starting out on your adult life not knowing what kind of world is gonna be around in 30 40 years time.
1: Yeah, it is pretty difficult um I'm not gonna lie to you it's not an mm. easy task we we've, we've actually been faced with the impossible challenge and what I found by attending cop highly frustrating is. Often the plans only incorporate the next three years or the next five years. And you're thinking, hang on a second, three and five years is nothing. It's absolutely nothing in the grand scale of things. We need to know whether we're actually going to be utilising being able to carry on with our lives in the next 20 years. Mm. And that's what I found most frustrating, I would say. Definitely one of the most frustrating parts about Mm. COP this year and how
0: everything is going. Let me ask you I mean, we're we're talking on Friday so they're negotiating they're still doing the negotiations on the final text at the moment Uh, so we don't know what's going and actually in the last just in the last couple of hours that seems to be changing quite a bit from where it looked this when I listened to the news this morning to this lunchtime it, it seems quite different but let me let me ask you I think if I was in my early 20s, and I think back to being there and, and, and knowing what I felt about what my future would hold, I, I don't know that I would be able to cope with the anger that I would feel. And, you know, so, so if I was, I'd be feeling worried, concerned, and I'd also be bloody furious, to be quite honest, at the inability of people who, quotes have it all, refusing to look. Uh, what's happening?
1: Yeah, yeah. When I, um, <laughs> well, I can definitely say that for sure. When I went there, it was mm. very frustrating not actually seeing my demographic of people being yeah. represented adequately at COP. Yeah. Um, not having young people have a fair seat yeah. at the table. I yeah. know that that is in discussion of maybe integrating young people, but it's still such a menial point that it's not actually. Mm really worth having it in the clause which is kind of terrible to say because it's just going to end up getting fundamentally excluded but the thing is young people are starting to realize that unfortunately we don't have the people in power in our best interests, so we're having to create and talk and work together collectively well for example Mm -hmm. Fridays for Future movement is very proactive in that with protests it allows young people the more action young people do and feel responsible for actually the more the anxiety tends to alleviate so this is the whole concept of positive feedback loops the more you do which is might might only be very small things like recycling plastic bottles to eating a meat-free meal it actually makes you feel more proactive and i know lots of young people undertake protests for example there was the massive protest in oxford where i'm Base at the moment in university which took place on saturday and a lot of my mm-hmm. friends are saying i felt so much better for going out and i think yeah. it's actions which you can feel as if you're in control of you have to sometimes somewhat individualize the mind and say mm. okay i can't deal with all of this this is just yeah. too much for me i can't think beyond this but thinking about what i can do and knowing that you're trying your best to relieve what is going on mm. is the most important thing because. Unfortunately, we know we have kind of had our futures taken off our hands, which sounds absolutely awful, but the thing is we're also the masters of our own fate at the end of the day, and by being able to make as many individual decisions as we possibly can, we're able to overcome this distress and feel better about mm-hmm. ourselves and actually be able to live with the situation, which I've found if fine is an odd thing so. But by doing collective action and making people more aware of our frustrations, mm. by not bottling up, by willing to talk about it, it's allowing a scope for further change in the future.
0: Is that, is that really what your advice is to people who are feeling climate anxiety? Get in fo- think what you can do in your own life and those yes. small changes. Get yes. involved so you feel like you're part of stuff. Surround yourself mm. with other people who understand where you're coming from
1: yes and involve yourself in the environment get out there go and go and experience nature go and enjoy the environment you live in the amount of times I've told people go out for a walk and don't listen to music go and enjoy the bird song go out and plant some plants I know the amount of my friends have gone and bought compost and have planted loads of plants all over their windowsills and are growing their own food it's made them feel more proactive about themselves i know mm. this sounds like really silly but it's a small step which makes a positive gives you much more positive outlook on your life sometimes you have to blanken out the noise all yeah. the noise to be able to, to deal with the overall stress i know that sounds ignorant no it
0: doesn't at all no i think it's absolutely right we we can right. only cope with so much stuff we we can't can. um, and there's I'm really interested in the, all the bits of research that say that one of the habits of people who would count themselves as happy people are that when they are sad or worried, they give it a name, they acknowledge it and they kind of give it a name and, and then they're much more able to cope with it because you kind of go, okay, this is what's going on now. And these are the, the, the small solutions I have. I mean, I know it's not quite the same, but there's that thing, isn't there? Don't worry about the things you can't control. Just try and, deal with the things that you can control and and I think some of that for people with, with because climate is just so so big that that is is the way to try and deal with it I mean I suppose the, looking from the outside it, yeah it was so noticeable about young people not being at the table at COP so notice about women as well not being at the table at COP Um <laughs> so noticeable though you know the, the generation that are going to be affected the most by this were not there and are yeah. not part of all of that. I mean, that that is just so obvious. And, and that clearly has got to change. Absolutely. Maybe the one thing as well, though, that we can take some positivity and good news from this COP is how much those outside voices, though, are being heard. And particularly the outside voices of young people at the heart of that, that that, that everybody else is kind of going We're hearing your voices, maybe on demonstrations or protests or whatever. But we're hearing you, and we know you're there. And hopefully, that will then lead to a seat at the negotiating table.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was great to see lots of indigenous groups and young people, indigenous groups actually in the COP for first time. It was great to actually have that intersectional representation, especially in the delegation as well, which I attended with, which was really really nice
0: really really good rihanna thank you so much for joining the podcast keep uh keep well and keep doing those small things and keep supporting all your other young people as well because we, we need you to direct the future of the planet
1: thank you so much peg for your time appreciate that
0: for listening to the podcast i hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode now there might be one or two more so uh, keep checking back but thank you for being with me during the 12 days of cop i'm at tv radio peg on social media i'm really grateful to have had your company keep safe everyone